everyone, and welcome to Joyful Homemaking. I am Marissa, and I am joined by my amazing co-host and friend, Ashley. And we have been having such a great conversation to start off this 2024 year by talking about some of the pillars, uh, the habits, and the visions that we have for the different areas of our home, which is so fitting since this is a homemaking podcast, but also I hope it's just filled with encouragement for you as we just joyfully do all that we do unto the Lord. And today is part five, where we get to talk about careers and education. Yes, I know. Careers and education is such a big topic, so we're going to see what we can handle today, <laughs> but it's going to be great. And we're going to start off with careers. Now, Ashley and I were talking, and you've heard about us say this in previous podcasts, that we are passionate about staying at home with our family. And so today's focus is kind of geared more to our husband's careers. That's not to say that some of you might not have a career or have a side job. Um, and these questions and these thoughts and visions still could be really important for you to process through. And as we begin today, because it is our husband's career, this is all in the format of a conversation with him, how to encourage, how to come up with um, vision together. So Ashley, do you want to kind of tell us when you first heard career, what was the first thing that you thought of on how you and your husband come together as a team when it comes to his career? <laughs> yeah, so I... I think that it's, first of all, it's such an important thing to think about and to go over because so often as homemakers, we get so kind of involved in our own little world at home and like, yeah, he disappears for like eight to 10 hours a day and then he comes home, but like he's going and supporting the work that you're doing. And so what he is doing is super important too. And so I think it's just a it's really um, beneficial to think, okay, am I supporting him? How can I be supporting him? Like, what what can I do? Um, and that's going to be obviously different depending on your husband, depending on your situation, et cetera. And so, um, you know, I have conversations with my husband fairly often, I would say, about, you know, how I can support him. Um, but specifically just asking him, like, hey, like lately, what, what do you think? How, how can I support you? And his, his answer is almost always like, as he fulfills his role of supporting our family financially by going to his job every day, the best way that I can support him is by fulfilling my role to, to take care of the children during the day, to work on, to do their schooling and to take care of the home. And, um, and so he's supporting me and I am likewise supporting him by doing my job. And so isn't that amazing? It's almost <laughs> like it was meant to be that way or something. So anyhow, um, which I love that that was his answer, because that's something that I'm just more than happy to do is to continue to, um, to fulfill my role by taking care of the home. And so um, that's, that's basically like, short answer what he wants yeah. me to continue doing and how I can support him. And then we also talked about a little bit, um, and, and he said, well, we, you know, we talk about this. And I was like, I know we talk about it, but like Marissa and I are going to talk about it today. So like, <laughs> what kind of, you know, or this week we're doing this podcast. And, and so, um, and he said, well, you know, like, I don't, 
So for our family, I know you have talked about this on the podcast and I think it is really important. Like he's, Lane is hardworking. He goes to work. He, he diligently, he's not trying to get out of work. Like he's very good about supporting our family, but he's not career driven to the point that he's constantly trying to climb the ladder, constantly trying. Mm -hmm. And he and I were talking about like, maybe at the beginning of his career, he kind of felt more that way. But now, like, because he wants to still have time at home, he doesn't want his weekends taken up with work. Sometimes they are, but he doesn't want them consistently taking up with work. He doesn't want to have to work extra hours during the week. He doesn't want, like, a ton of stress that may come with doing a lot of management positions or trying to climb that ladder or, you know, that sort of thing. And so um, I can also support him by not being a wife that nags about those things but instead just continues to like thank him for working hard for working diligently for providing so much for our family and I'm so thankful you know and I I tell him all the time like I'm so thankful for this and so I think um yeah so he just said you know I just I'm not I'm not super career driven and so I'm glad that we don't sit down and try to strategize how I can (laughs) become an upper management or something like that. So anyhow, and yeah, and I, I, it doesn't mean he's not driven to work hard for our family. He's just not, yeah, it's not his top priority. You know, our family comes before work. So anyhow. No, that's so good. When I hear you say that. Hey, Hello? sorry, lost you there for a second. I'm so sorry. Are you going to be able to splice them? Or are we going to have part one, Ashley blabbering, and then part two, <laughs> the conversation continues? Well, I guess that will be up to our listeners to see if I was able to pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. No, okay. it's okay. So anyhow, now that I've talked for a long time and then <laughs> exited out of the conversation. <laughs> oh, Please tell me what are sort of your goals or what you guys, I don't know, what's important to you guys for you to support Darren's career? Well, as you can see, this podcasting is totally our career and we're really good at it. (laughs) Professional. We're just getting getting so many sponsors right and left. (laughs) Our agent is just being called off the hook. Anyway. Uh, Uh, No, but so when you were talking at the very end, it just brought back to mind like that kind of a common expression about work-life balance. You know, we were designed mm-hmm. to work. God made us to work. In the Bible, it talks about, you know, husbands providing for your family. It's like a serious thing. It's not just, you know, it's been addressed <laughs> in the word right. of God. And so there has to be work, but there also has to be life. And that has to balance together. And, um, you know, it's, it's so awesome that I know Lane and Darren have gone through seasons of navigating what, you know, keeping the first things first or the, the most important things in, in their place. And, and uh, similar to your guys' story, our story, we thought work needed to be, you know, above other things. You know, you got to make it your, in the world. You got to get up that corporate ladder. You got to, you know, establish your financial goals, all these things, you know, like I'm pretty sure as I say this, people are like, yep, yep, yep. I hear that. I'm living that. I've done that, been there. Um, But I think that you get to a point where you just 
need to prioritize what's the most important. So when you were saying that, I just echo that completely. I also think you said this in yours, but sometimes us as wives or homemakers, you know, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Like our husbands go to work. We're so grateful. They're amazing. They bring home a paycheck. Praise the Lord. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think that we can forget to engage in that part of their life. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're gone or they're working for a significant amount of time, eight hours a day, you know, and there is a lot that can be happening um, emotionally, spiritually, physically during that work, that it's really good for us to have a conversation about what's going on. How can I support you? And specifically, I've been trying to do a better focus this year. And I think I already told you guys on the podcast, my confession, but I really want to be better at praying specifically for things. And so I have asked Aaron, what can I pray for you about this year? And one of the things that he brought up, I should have probably asked permission before sharing, but I'm sure you'll be okay with it. But you can always uh, edit it, right? <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm so good at that. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, but so um normally in his normal job, you know, he's for the last couple months had to go into the hospital and be more physically present, um, in the PACU, but normally for his job, he works remotely online. And one of his things that he asked me to pray for him this year was that he would find opportunities to be able to share God's love and do things for the glory of God, that God would be recognized, which he felt was going to be harder to do because of online work, you know, because he's not like face to face with people living life with them eight hours a day. He's at home, which we love, love, love him being home. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, it's so funny. I, we've, we've talked about this and I say this year, but you know, I'm thinking probably more school year and we'll get to education here shortly. But um, like in the fall, he was telling me this and then winter hit and he had to go into the hospital. And the reason why his online job asked if he'd be able to do that is because they've gotten to know him. They said, Hey, you have a supportive wife. You're an able body worker. Would you be able to go do this? Cause they had not enough hours for their fiscal year. Anyways, you don't need to know all the four one one, but just to say that the Lord is finding ways to um, use us in all settings and to Mm -hmm. use us as wives when we pray for our husbands and uh, for, for their jobs or that they do do things unto the Lord and for his glory and that they would be shown favor in that, whether that is favor at work, whether that is favor that they got to do and have a conversation that they've been praying for, you know? So I think that those for me, right now is really important for career. I was thinking though, you know, we're all in different stages of life. Maybe this isn't the career your husband desires, or maybe he feels like it is taking him away too much from the home. So what can we do as the helpmate to, you know, encourage our husbands one where they're at and then two where they want to be right. Like, Mm -hmm. because, um, I'm not advocating for people to go quit their job, you know, without a plan. Like, but as the helpmate, you can help formulate a plan with encouragement instead of condemnation, right? Or instead of like, mm-hmm. well, I you brought this up, Ashley. You're so good at reminding us all. Like, 
having these expectations of, well, you need to make more money because of this and this and this. Instead, like your, you know, emotional and spiritual well-being is very important. And so I want to help you find that next job or help you pray for what's going to happen next. So anyways, that's what I was kind of thinking a little bit with careers. It's so funny to talk about careers, knowing that we're all in different settings of life. Um, mm-hmm. we, you know, Darren, when we were first married, he was in school and I was working full-time as a teacher and he was also working at the bank. And I think he was a lifeguard too, or something crazy. Like I think back to like those times and careers probably would have been a really big focus mm-hmm. for yeah. our conversation. Right. And yeah. now fast forward, you know, almost 14 years of marriage and it's, it's a little state, more stable career, you know, it's just one career and I yeah. am staying home. So that to say, we were bringing up these pillars, these habits, um, these places in our lives to have vision for our family. And then it might not look the same for each person, depending on what season of life you're in. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, the same with my husband and I, we were in school full time. We were both working, um, when we were married, all when we were first married. And so, um, yeah, so that was obviously a very different time. And we were, there was very different ways that we could support each other in education and um, in our careers at that time. But I, okay, so I, this sort of ties in, but it kind of is also education, but I just want to talk about, or maybe bring up a little bit. I hope this is okay with you. Of course. Um, Darren is, is he currently taking seminary classes? Yeah. So or did he? Okay. Yeah. And you have done an unbelievable job in supporting him in so many ways. And I know, okay, like I said, I know this leads into education, but it's also how you are supporting your husband. And so I just feel like it goes, it goes along with kind of what we're talking about right now. And I don't know if Aww. you were going to touch on this or not, but um, I mean, I just think about like, when you guys prayed about it, when he decided the Lord was calling him to do that. And then you started doing so many fun, different fundraisers <laughs> and ways to support him because you guys saw that that was like financially going to take some work. And so you guys worked so hard. And I saw you as a wife just being like on board, like all, yes, let's do this. I'm going to support you by trying to help financially do this, even though he was, you know, he was still working full time and everything. So, yeah. um, I don't know if you were going to touch on that or if you want to You're amazing about that. Thank you. That's so sweet. I love, and you, watched... I hope it's okay. No, yes. You're not like, thank you for bringing that up. But, uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, I love it. And I love that my friends walked that journey with me, you know, what a blessing to have such godly Christian women who stand arm link arms with you and walk that race. And, um, yeah, in, you know, that dreaded 2020 year, (laughs) we, Mm -hmm. Darren just felt really called to, um, equip himself better for leading and teaching in the church setting. Um, when we were in Oregon, the church was closed, at least the current one we were going to for a year. So it was pretty intense and we were hosting home church and totally breaking the law. Hopefully no one comes after us now, you know, <laughs> four years later. <laughs> where we so right. Had- ready for them. Okay. Good. <laughs> we were, you know, congregated in our home and Darren just felt like this, you know, um, encouragement just to study and to learn more and, 
um, that would totally fall under education and career because he came to me yeah. and he's like, what do you think about this? And he passionately communicated. He didn't want our family to go into debt, of, you know, for him to do it. He believed that God would provide, um, but that we needed to do the work and then God would provide through the work. And so that's mm-hmm. when the fundraising came into play. And, um, but yeah, I am so excited. He is doing classes. So technically, um, through seminaries, they have different, um, you know, just like in any education, there's different pathways to get to different destinations, right? And so his is through a seminary, but it's called Biblical Studies. And he is right now in uh, worship and wisdom, worship and wisdom class where they're going through and Proverbs and um I think they might even be going through Job and Ecclesiastes. And so he's really enjoying that. He puts, he reads lots and lots and then he puts together um, like assignments by the end and he gets a, a preaching opportunity at the end of this class. So he's really excited about oh, that. Cool. Yeah. And you know, it's so like, God is so good. And this is kind of off rabbit trail. I'm just going to tell you really fast, Ashley, because you guys have been praying for our family, but we met some friends here that live about 30 minutes North of us. Um, and North of us is a, an area, like an unreached area. Uh, there's like one church, one wow. Christian church. Yeah. And, um, her pastor passed away three weeks ago and oh, they don't, you. they don't have anyone. And the couple that goes there, they were talking to Darren and I, and, you know, we were like, well, what can we do? And Darren's like, he's like, wow. He's like, I don't know if I'm ready to like what I, I can do, but I feel more equipped than I did in 2020. So it was just kind of like a, mm. like God's already moving and using and, and not that that's going to become something that we're, we do or take over, but it was just like, you know, a little bit of affirmation, like there's needs, there's great, great needs. And yeah, you know, and if you respond to God's call in your life, he'll use it in abundant ways. And so that was really encouraging. (laughs) That is so, okay. So he's doing, obviously this is taking chunks of time. He's doing all this reading and he's like you said, putting together assignments. Obviously he's probably working on, um, his sermon and Mm -hmm. I mean, or he will be. So this is for you, obviously you're having to support him in different ways while he's doing this too. Right. Like, is that, how does that look? Like, is that you kind of like keeping the kids away from the office so he can (laughs) get that done and you're entertaining them or like what, how are you supporting him? I guess in that is kind of my question. That's a a good question. Well, ironically, okay. I am (laughs) sorry. Okay. Let's just pretend like that didn't happen. Go right into you answering my question. I'm so sorry. I literally touched the phone with my ear because it's up to my ear because it's a phone and it I don't know anyway I'm so sorry okay anyway I just hope all of our friends who are listening right now are just dying Um, yes I hope (laughs) also we have no idea how long this is now I know I've been trying to keep track but (laughs) no anyway now I'm just asking you random questions so hopefully that's okay okay anyway so you are supporting Darren in his seminary studies (laughs) yes so ironically this is the third degree that Darren has gotten while he's been working full-time and while I've been stay at home when he's so he's a nurse and when you first got his nursing degree Um, the way that they were doing it way back then, it was like an associates, even though it took you like 
like three and a half, four years to do it. You had to have your undergrad, yada, yada. So he had to take an online bachelor's class. And so a uh, bachelor's degree. So he did that. And then he had to, um, in order to become in management, remember we're climbing that corporate ladder still when we were younger, he went through his master's. And so then he did that online for nursing. And now he's taking a master's in biblical studies. <laughs> so, um, you know what? I think that my encouragement in this would be that to talk with your spouse, to come up with a plan, a schedule, whatever works for you. You may have heard that I'm pregnant with my seventh kid. So we've had kids and babies this whole time, right? When he's in school. So what we figured out that worked for our family was that I am like a need of 10 hour sleeper a night. <laughs> and he's only, he's like content with like six. <laughs> and so we would put the kids to bed and then I would like read or something relaxing while he was doing his studies next to me. And then I would go to bed and he would stay up for another like two hours. And that's what he does here. He like sits by the fire with his laptop and his Bible and just does his work. And I am like out. I'm like out by like nine. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Well, you're growing a person. So you're doing some work too. (laughs) That's true. I work when I sleep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that was great. Thank you so much for bringing that up um, because that is another example of career and education kind of morphed together, thinking about the adults in the relationship. Now we're going to kind of transition to education in the realm of our children. And while there's many different ways to do this, um, what you're probably going to hear from us today mostly is vision the why, things that we're passionate about when it comes to creating lifelong learners, things that you also might hear are things that we've done, things that we've experienced, things um, of our worldview, and that's okay. Um, We joked about having a disclaimer in, in all of our podcasts saying something like, only listen to this if you love us or, you know, type of thing, (laughs) if you're our friend. And I only say that because people can take words that people are trying to use as encouragement and they can use it as a mirror against themselves in a negative way. We should take everything that we hear and apply it back to the word of God, talk about it and deciding what's right for our family and our convictions. But we should never take anything that is being said I pray you don't take anything that's being said on this podcast as us like pointing a finger at you or saying, you know, like my way or the highway, you know, we would never say that. We would always say consult the Holy spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I love Marissa, what you say, because people ask you all the time, right? All the time. Do you think that homeschooling is the best? Well, of course I think it's the best for my family, for me, for my children, Otherwise, why would yeah. I be doing it? Like, I just think it's so, it's so true. It's so obvious. Yes. Like, well, wouldn't you want and be doing the best for your family and for your children and your set of circumstances? Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, so yeah, I think that that's, and that's what we have both chosen as, you know, as where Definitely. we felt like God wanted us was homeschooling our kids. So, which yeah. is so funny. That is completely one of the major things that Darren and I are passionate about when it comes to vision for education is just what Ashley said is that everybody comes to the table 
with a worldview. And mm-hmm. education is not neutral. I teach my kids with my worldview. And mm-hmm. if you go to a school, they're going to teach that teacher is going to teach them with their worldview. I was a teacher at a public school and I was told what I could and could not say, but that did not change what I believed and what came out of my mouth when I was answering questions, you know, like I'm going to present something. And Ashley, Ashley, you were a teacher. You totally know this too right? Mm-hmm. Like education is not neutral and yeah. worldview is super important to us, to our family. And I know it's probably important to the listener as well. And we all teach at, from that worldview. And so having that is one of the vision pillars of education. We can't ignore that. And it says in Proverbs that the student will become like their teacher, so mm-hmm. we need to take that to heart, right? What do you think, Ashley? Because you were a teacher, and I know that you guys feel passionately about worldview as well. Yeah, and so um, I think I've talked to you about this recently, actually, because when I had somebody who has, I think her daughter is now a pre k I don't see her very often, um, but she and I actually went to elementary school together, and she got together with me because she wanted to talk to me about education, and I thought, you know what, like when it comes to homeschool versus public school versus private school, actually, I, I can speak to that because we have experienced all three, like not just (laughs) me personally, which I was never homeschooled, but I did go to private school and a public school. But, um, and so did my husband, but, um, our children, we had our youngest son in public school for the first two years of his education. And then, we started homeschooling and then we did one year at a, at a private school when I taught and then we went back to homeschooling. And so I'm like, actually, I feel like I can speak to this because we (laughs) actually have done all of the things. Um, yeah. And so, um, obviously worldview. Yeah, you're right. Like that's, I mean, and that's the main reason that we pulled our kids from public school. Now were there positive things about public school? Yes, absolutely. And I'm not here. We're, you know what, we're not here to, compare and contrast. So I won't, I won't get into that, but, um, but I guess, sorry, your main question is homeschooling goals of homeschooling. Yes. Goals of, or goals of education and learning. Goals of education. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to get into, yeah, the pros and cons (laughs) of all the different, because there are pros and cons of each. Absolutely. But totally, totally. um, homeschooling specifically Um, yeah. So like you said, the worldview, teaching everything from a worldview and being able to do that is a huge goal and a huge priority. I mean, in every single subject and along with that, because I get to teach everything from the worldview, um, of the Bible, then therefore everything is also, it just feels that much more exciting. Like when we're doing science, I'm like, Like, I feel like it's, this is, please know that I'm not saying this literally, but I feel like it's like a sin to make science boring because you're talking about (laughs) God's creation. You know what I mean? And so like engaging my kids in to get excited about every subject that I'm teaching is a huge goal. And, um, and that takes a lot of extra work. So like, for example, in history, um, we're going to do this unit study. We're just coming up on World War II. We've actually done three years of U.S. history. Like we started, nice. you know, with, with the discovery of the United States. And anyway, um, so we've done 
the, a really in-depth study of U.S. history, and we're coming right up onto World War II. So we're going to do this big victory garden unit study, and that's going to cool. include all these different. Anyway, it's just going to be fun. So making it fun because you know, because God is behind all of it. History is has God's hand all over it, and obviously, cre- you know, when you study science, you're studying God's creation. So everything is exciting and interesting because it all points back to the Bible and to the creator. So I think that's, that's just always overall my overarching goal for homeschooling. Yeah. Um, and I do want to like this, this actually does a little bit um, go into my own education too, because I do think it is really important as educators to continue educating ourselves. And so I just mm. have tried to make it a goal that like, I'm going to keep um, trying to learn along with my kids. And so for example, like I, I don't know, I just like when, when things come up that are something I feel like I should know more about, I really don't know more about ancient history or even not so ancient history. So like, I was just, I've been listening to some like biographies of people lately I don't know just different you know different things like that my kids are both playing an instrument and I'm like okay I asked my dad for my clarinet back from middle (laughs) school like I'm gonna start playing an instrument so I just I think it's important to remember to continue to learn alongside your kids and to educate yourself too um I mean you think about like teachers they they have to have continued education right like it is really important Mm. and so as educators I think it's important for us to do that too um, and then we also get to talk to our kids about what we're learning because usually we're excited about it. So anyhow, that's awesome. Those are a couple of my goals for I just, it. I mean, I know those are really broad, but we're kind of doing the really broad here we because are. if we get into the nitty gritty, yeah, this could be really long. So anyway, right. I, yeah. I've heard people refer to the teacher as the lead learner. And I think that's mm-hmm. great. Um, it definitely for me adds into like the, uh, one of our, um, pillars of our education for our kids is for it to be a lifestyle of learning versus a scheduled time of learning. Yes. Um, like having our whole day, our whole lives, where whatever we're doing, just being reflective of learning and growing and both in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and in academics. And sometimes I've heard, and actually Darren and I did a podcast on our Raising Rices about what is the most important subject in school and it was basically and you know not to like give it away if any of you are going to go find that but <laughs> you that, should still listen though uh, I'm sure you don't just say it and then that's the end of the podcast no <laughs> yeah but that we feel that all of education all of academics stem from God and you brought us up in science God is the creator right like mm-hmm. and um so that you know, as we study God's word and as we engage in the world around us that reveals more about God and his character, that we can't just compartmentalize our faith and academics, you know, like, oh, well, this is just math time. So God doesn't work in with math with Darren, but he's like, God is a God of order, you know, like, of course, math is has God's fingerprints all over it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really important when we think about education in general and what things are important to us is that we're not separating out the subjects 
just like we're not separating out the schedule versus of this is schooling time versus this is living time. Everything meshes together, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I was joking with um, someone in the same regards to lifestyle versus schedule time. I was like, we need to put the home back in homeschool, you know, like we need to remember that it is, it's a meshing together of the home and of learning. And it's easy to separate it, especially if, if the choice for your family is to send your kids somewhere, whether that's private or public or whatever, it can feel like because of just the, uh, you know, logistical different space buildings, right? That Mm -hmm. home and school can be different, you know, and, and, but they, they do mesh together so well Uh, or they can, they can mesh together so well, if that is a priority for Mm -hmm. you and your family. And so that is another one of ours. Um, I also, we, Darren brought this up and I don't think this well as well as him. And so this is a reminder to me and to anyone who needs this encouragement, but that even though it feels like I am the lead learner because I am the one teaching the most um, during the quote unquote schooling (laughs) subjects and time of our homeschool, it's so vital to talk to your husband about what you're learning, to seek him out, to see what he thinks might be missing or might be important and to do it with humility. (laughs) He's not saying that you're doing the wrong thing. He's, he is a, Normally men are problem fixers, right? If you come mm-hmm. to them and you say, can you look at this and tell me what you think? They're going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and so to take that with, like I said, humility and honor that he feels that he can input his leadership into this category of your home too. But he said this interesting, and I'd love to hear what you think about it too, Ashley, but he wants to make sure that in our education, we're addressing future thinkers, like um, uh, address our education towards the skills that will be needed in the future. For example, like you guys may have heard of this, but AI is a big thing. And so he thinks it's important for us to teach our kids like human ideas, right? Like to mm-hmm. be in, you know, to come up and to be creative and to think new thoughts and uh, not new thoughts about like woo woo stuff, right? <laughs> like, the, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Okay. And then he would say this so much better than me, but this is a women podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna understand you okay yeah. good okay good yeah uh he brought up like you know it's so important to have the apologetics for our faith you know having mm-hmm. that kind of wisdom because there is so much being thrown at us in the world that are lies that are unlogical that are myths that are fallacies and we need to have those not only for our own um, faith and walk, but for those that we are going to be, have the honor to be able to walk alongside. So those are a couple of examples to being like a future thinker. Have you thought of that, Ashley? Or is that kind of like, <laughs> I had to like process through it with him about this, you know, like, how can I do that? And how can I implement that into my education? Yeah. Well, I know that you guys definitely have made it a priority to teach your children logic. Yeah. And I, And I just think that that is so important. And I do 
I don't know. I think, you know, you can take it as a formal class. And in fact, um, the online school that, oh goodness, here we go. I almost lost again. That oh, no. online school that my oldest is doing, he will do like formal logic classes when he gets to high school. Um, but I think it's just when they're younger too, I mean, you can do it in like a formal class type of way but just constantly asking them questions and questioning mm -hmm. sort of the things that they might say I mean not obviously not in like a derogatory sort of way but just making them really think through like why do I think this why do I believe this and I mean the kids and I sometimes our morning bible study is quick and it's just kind of this is what this is and then we go do chores or go to the next subject or whatever but um Sometimes we will sit at the table for a long time because the kids continue to have questions or I continue to ask them questions to make them really think through, like, why do I believe this? Why do I think this? Yeah. What is this actually saying about our world and about life? And um, so, yeah, I think that that's really important. I, I don't know. I have to be honest. The AI thing stresses me out so much. <laughs> I haven't even, like, thought about it or looked into it or been, like, I don't know, the whole thing. Um, yeah, but I... Uh, yeah, I, it's good to consider things like that, though. So that's well, very you know, smart of Darren. He so this is what we figured out about us too, and maybe this is similar with you and Lane. But I just don't have the capacity in my mind, in my tiredness, in my parenting right now to keep up with all of the crazy things going on in this world. Totally. And yeah. so it is so helpful to me when he brings up things like this, because he is being the forward thinker, you know, of yeah. like, what are the kids going to experience? And I just appreciate him and his wisdom. And this is why this constant conversation, I know we're doing, you know, these like eight big breakdowns of the household habits, um, in the beginning of the year, because that's when a lot of people think about like vision and stuff for their year. But this needs to be like a constant conversation with your mm -hmm. husband about just um, creating, like we said, that lifestyle versus just like, well, school is from like nine to two type of thing. And, right. but that doesn't, I also want to say this with the warning of that. If you come to your husband every week and I just can't do this, it's not working. Help me. It's not, you know, da, 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 da. That can feel very discouraging um, as mm -hmm. Ashley, I, if I can use you as an example, you mentioned Lane feels so secure and that you are supporting him because you are managing the household and the children while he's at work. It could mm -hmm. create um, discomfort. It could create um, unrest with your husband if you come to him continuously like daily weekly and like with this is not working this is not working this is not working because they are fixers right and they are trying mm -hmm. to leave the family so I just would say that the last I'm going to say the last of course there's like a million more things we can say about education but <laughs> if I've added our part three times together I think we're getting close to our our time <laughs> but um and Ashley is just going to echo amen to this. I know it, but no two kids are the same. Oh, amen. <laughs> and I think that it's important for me um, and anyone thinking about education to remember that no set of standards going to fit every kid. Right. And mm -hmm. that everything that you do for your first kid or that worked for one kid doesn't mean that's what's going to work for the second kid or the third or the fourth or the fifth or the sixth or seventh. Um, mm -hmm. But 
Darren and I are passionate about making sure that we teach our kids to be able to learn in a multiple modalities not just like so like if my kid one kid is tactile and really just learn thrives with hands-on of course I'm going to give him a lot of hands-on but I'm also going to require him to learn through auditory or visual you know um so that's one of the things that and I don't know if that's just a homeschooling thing Ashley but I feel like we can get into these pathways where like this is how my kid learns and so I'm going to do everything on that Mm -hmm. path I think it's really good to have versatility what do you think and then we'll go into the what's been cooking because I want to hear your thoughts on this (laughs) yeah no I completely agree and I think um you know okay so we look at um like a, a if they're in school if they go to a brick and mortar school they are going to be required to to learn probably in different ways. The teacher's probably going to provide, you know, they're going to maybe read something to the kids. They're going to provide a visual. They're going to, they're going to do their best, but they're not going to, to tailor every single subject to every single kid's specific needs. And I think this is where we get and Oh no, I might get in trouble for saying this. I think this is where we get into the wrong kind of child-led learning do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. where it's like will they only learn if I put it in a what are those boxes called where they reach in and find all sorts of things or yeah like they only learn through sensory bins (laughs) and you're like well that's gonna be rough once you get to kind of the older grades so um I just yeah so I totally agree I think that you just you have to give you have to say, look, I, I realize that maybe you are more comfortable learning in this other way or this is best for you. But like, let's stretch you. That's part of learning, right? Is like yeah. to learn through different modes. And that doesn't mean that you don't help the kid out. I mean, if they really are struggling, right. you can do different things. But um, yeah, and I think to go along with that, just because we're talking about goals and it's the beginning of a new year and it's sort of the time of year where people start to get kind of like, eh, did I, did, is this curriculum even working? I don't know if I like yeah. this curriculum or, you know, whatever. Or maybe if you're, it's like your first or second year homeschooling and you're like, I don't know, am I doing this right? I read something one time and it's funny how you read an entire book and you can glean like, you know, one yeah. good takeaway from it. I think it was a good book, but the one big takeaway I got from it is um, the gal said something like, there is so much good curriculum out there. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of it and you want to find the best of course you do but you know what you don't have to find the best find something good find something that works mm-hmm. and stick with that like it doesn't because we could get so stressed out constantly trying to find what is the best way for my kid to learn what is the best way for them what is the best because as homeschoolers we think I have the freedom to find the best and then we stress ourselves out thinking that maybe we haven't quite gotten there and that they could be doing even more peak learning if we did something else. And so, but that's, that's not necessarily like, that's not how really how life works. And so I think just, you know, plug away with what you have. If you need to do, you know, add some things or take away some things to what you're doing, then do that, make the tweaks necessary, but you don't need to revamp it just because, it's the start of a new calendar year and you think it, you know, everybody was getting a little bored toward, (laughs) toward Christmas break. So anyway, I don't know if that is an encouragement, but that was an encouraging thing for me to hear because, you know, beginning to homeschool and thinking I have to find the best of all of it. So yeah. Anyway, I think that when we put too much on ourselves as 
the answer to everything. I think we are missing the opportunity to pray, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. um, uh, to seek our husband's advice. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we honestly lose the joy when we feel like yes. there's the grass is always greener on the other side. Yes. And my kid would only be happier if X, Y, and Z, We Mm -hmm. also, you know, I I think we've both said this before. It's really good for your kids to struggle and Mm -hmm. to be bored. And, and, you know, does that mean if a curriculum is not working, you shouldn't change? No, like, please don't take this as like prescriptive to you. This is just a descriptive thing where like that, the answer isn't always X, Y, and Z when it comes to this, because we just said no two kids are the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and no family, no two families are the same either. Um, I, I, I've learned so much from my good friends who are homeschooling and I've tried so many of the things that they've done. And some of them are like, yes, I'm doing this every day. And some of them are like, I could never do that ever again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, yep. And that's okay. That's okay. But we, like we've said 20 million times today, we could talk about this subject for 20 hours and mm-hmm. have 20 different podcasts, which we probably will as we continue mm-hmm. this, yep. this yeah. joyful homemaking. But I hope today, before we get into what's cooking, some ideas of the big picture of education, about making sure you've established your whys for why you're doing what you're doing, and that your schedule aligns with what you and your husband feel like is most important. I, I think I used this example in Ashley and I were Marco Pololine, but I said, if you're, you know, if you are super passionate about making sure, you're, making sure your kid gets into Harvard, then you're going to probably put things into your schedule that's going to reflect that, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you want your, you know, daughter to be the next ballerina, then you're going to do things that reflect that. So kind of thinking to the future, you want your kid to receive or be equipped to and then make your life reflect that. Of course, I gave two like big examples, but it doesn't <laughs> have to be that, right? Like, here's a silly, not silly, it's actually very important, but a simpler one is what I meant to say. Maybe you want to equip your your daughter to for homemaking one day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then what kind of things can you start putting into your daily practice and daily life that you think would have helped you as a homemaker to know how to do ahead of time, you know? So, yeah. And again, we'll get into the more of that, but tell me my dear friend, what has been cooking over at your house? (sighs) Well, I am, we're, we're two weeks out from the youth group formal. So that is a very exciting and I, it's the type of thing that I want to get all ready for, but you can't really like pre buy all the food, you know? <laughs> so I will, you know, of course the week of I'll be getting most of it, but, um, so yeah, that's been kind of, that's been fun to plan. And, um, I went and looked through the church and found, uh, so many things that I needed. They have the vin- vintage plates from like the 1950s that we'll Cute. be using and we couldn't find any flatware like we thought when we counted there was like 24 forks we're like why are there 24 forks in a (laughs) church of like 400 people or whatever anyway however many people there are now well just today right after church service uh katie called me into one of the closets and was like look and they we discovered 
all of the vintage flatware that needs no. to be polished, but it's beautiful. I love it. And I was so excited. Anyway, so I am just working on that. And I think most of it is mental work of me trying to think through logistics and talking to people and doing things yeah. and writing things down. And anyway, so that is happening and that's exciting. Um, and then... Um, yeah. And then I'm going to, I'm painting a hallway, but I need to wait. I keep telling myself, like, I need to just wait until after the formal. And I still want to wallpaper my other hallway. Yeah. But I went uh -oh. to Home Depot and they don't keep wallpaper in store. And I nice. feel like if it had been there, I could have just bit the bullet and like <laughs> gotten it, you know, but now I'm like, oh, do I order it? Do I not? Anyway, so those are just some random homemaking things I've been working on. We put a new a new uh, roof on the chicken run today, and it was Ooh. silly. As you know from all the things you guys have been building, materials are silly expensive, but it should yes. last forever. So that was good. Good. Um, yeah. And in terms of food, I don't know. I we, I, we made my sourdough waffles this morning. That was the request. I said, what, what do you guys want for breakfast tomorrow morning before church? And sourdough <laughs> waffles. So did that and that was delicious but we've just been doing a lot of kind of comfort food like yeah you know soup and bread and lasagna and roasts and steak and potatoes and we had chili today Yum. and I don't know that sort of thing I started another batch of kombucha do you do com you do kombucha like yeah. all the time quite regularly don't you yeah okay <laughs> let me ask you a question okay your second <laughs> ferment yeah do you have the pop top bottles or do you do it in mason jars? Um, I do it in mason jars, but I had to buy a tight, like a, a rubber ring to go over the lids oh. to help with the fizz because I wasn't getting enough fizz. Interesting. Okay. So have you had one explode? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've had Was like it scary. Well, um, I only knew it exploded because I opened the cabinet and there was like apples or something <gasps> on the top of the thing. But oh, that's okay. No. I filled okay. it too full. I filled it too full and that's why it exploded. Okay. So here's my confession. Okay. I have only ever done the second ferment one time because I'm so nervous I'm going to explode a mason jar. Oh, okay. Well, and this so is, it didn't explode the jar. It just exploded the lid. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. We, we have a soda stream. So we just use that to fizz the kombucha. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> but I'm like, but I probably would get more probiotic benefits if I fermented it a second yeah, time. Right? And it will taste a lot more vinegary too, which Darren oh, loves. Okay. Um, the kids have learned to love it. I'm working on it. <laughs> oh, so funny. Okay. See, I, yeah, I don't know. I love kombucha. Like, I like it kind of the vinegar. Anyway, okay, sorry. That was a random tangent. But that is what, that's kind of, I don't know. There's, I don't know. There's been so many, I do this thing. I put it in my story, in our stories about it. How I, <laughs> I will have all these projects going and I'm like, you know what I should do right now? Yes. paint something. So anyway, how about you? Oh, I love that. Um, Well, we found, so when we, we did the farmer's market for the farm this past summer and mm -hmm. when we were at the farmer's market, we met a local farmer that sells yak meat. Have you ever had yak meat? <laughs> I, okay. 
I'm trying to remember whether I had a yak burger or a bison burger. I don't remember. Uh, I uh, bison burgers are pretty popular. You might, I mean, I don't know, okay. but probably not uh, a yak burger then. Well, they're probably similar in taste. Um, mm-hmm. The actual yak, obviously, it's like a cattle, like a cow or a bison, um, mm-hmm. but it like is more similar eating habits to a goat, where it will just oh. eat whatever. Um, so it's really lean meat, and mm-hmm. um, so this yak farmer, we've bought some yak from him, and we've had several people over for. For company and I was like do we tell them we're serving yak or do we wait and tell them no I told them after they ate dinner <laughs> really okay my mom went over to somebody's house one time and in the middle of dinner it was announced that she was eating bear and she was oh. like oh, this is my mom who's like horrified that we drink milk straight from the cow and this sort of thing so anyway <laughs> well I live in Idaho now so I'm hopeful that yeah yeah they were everyone, they were offended no everyone was fine with it but it oh, kind good. of made me laugh <laughs> that is really funny they're probably it's probably part of the course now over there yeah just to have different types of meats and such yeah. but is it ground or do you do like steaks or roasts and or? the ones that we've gotten from this farmer because he was having like a sale is a lot of ground and then some roasts is what we've done oh, okay. yeah hmm. and it was pretty good but so that was, we've had been having a lot of yak meat and I've been really, you know, trying to focus on protein. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get so mm-hmm. much protein in, especially when you're nauseous and all you want to eat is that real remember, like that was going around Instagram, just eat bread and dessert yep. and get all fat and sassy. That's what me right now is all I want to do is eat bread and dessert. Yeah. Um, oh, like all the white bread. That's all I wanted when I was not. I was like, if I'm going to eat something, that's all I can have. So I've been but trying yeah. to, we've been doing a lot of tacos and a lot of meat and rice and like I love slaws I think you know this about me actually I love a slaw and I'm obsessed with it so I've been doing a lot of that um and our farm I know you got some our farm stead made some um energy bites and so I've been eating a lot Mm -hmm. of those first thing in the morning because I need it like nobody's business um the other thing I've started this week for our our farm, I keep talking about the farm, but doesn't that feel like it's like the heightened thing of my life right now is, um, that I've been taking some classes through the university of Idaho. They're just like the extension office. So, um, Mm -hmm. I'm not getting like credits or becoming, you know, like a degree in anything, but not certified, uh, not certified, but they've been, um, doing some classes. And so I just started a marketing one and I just started a women in agriculture and some of these women are fierce. They are fierce women. And (laughs) I just want to be like, okay, what can I learn from you? (laughs) It's awesome though. Kind of what's been cooking over here. Just plugging along with school and getting to know people and getting involved in the church. The um, you church is so busy. You guys See, do so much. I feel like, you know, it's so funny. You, okay. I already mentioned it once. So it's so funny. I'm mentioning it again, but Darren and I do a parenting podcast 
And we were just going to talk about, I don't know if we'll do it this, this week or in the weeks to come. People say that all the time. They say, how do you get done everything you get done? And I was like, I get the same 24 hours as you do. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we all, we're all in this together. Um, but I also remember the teacher I worked under when I first got hired as a fifth grade teacher, she would always say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. that you just, you grow in your stamina, you grow in your processes and schedule and stuff. Like, I feel that way about you, Ashley. I'm like, how do you, she get everything done? Especially right now when all I want to do is lay in bed and eat cookies and you like message me that you're like cleaning your kitchen, listening to a podcast at like 10 o'clock at night. I was like, I wish I could do that. (laughs) Well, I'm not growing a human being right now. So there is that. You are being very productive. Like you said, you're working while you sleep. So yeah, it's a a different time, that pregnancy time. It is. This has been so fun. And I'm really looking forward to next week's conversation. It's titled family, but that incorporates like your marriage, your relationship with your kids, your kids' relationships with each other. So very relational type of conversation about what's important, how to cultivate um, good, healthy relationships within your family. So it's going to be good. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a... That's another hour, 20 hour one. I know. I even feel like this one, I'm like, we like barely scratched the surface of anything. I know. Probably because I kept hanging up on you too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, goodness. Well, thank you, Ashley. And this has been so fun. Thanks you guys for listening. Hopefully you were encouraged. Yes. Thank you, friend. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye.